It's the Displatriot Show with your host, Brian, and his co-host, Andrew. Hey, guys. <laughs> How was that for an entrance? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. well, the sad part is you're not in my home office. It was just me, but that was the coolest entrance I could think yeah, of. Yeah, I'm definitely missing out. <laughs> that's true. Because I actually, I am deep in the bowels. I'm actually underneath the kitchen, technically. Right. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So, how you been? Yeah, pretty good. Looking forward to the uh, the episode today. <laughs> yeah, I have too, because it's been it's been it's been a little bit longer than usual. Because um, I think both of us have just been extraordinarily busy. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, you've got you've got Jess still um, traipsing the countryside to do work with her Master Chef uh, notoriety. Yep, yep. She's on a little road trip right now. Um, she was in Brisbane, but now she's in Sydney. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, just getting various, uh, or going to various restaurants to get some more experience in the food industry. So, yeah, she's enjoying that. Well, you, I mean, that is really cool. I mean, to be <laughs> able to, to do something like that, I think would be really cool. To, to, to do something you've always really wanted to do and now be given the opportunity and people to actually invite you and say, yeah, yeah, come over here. We'd like to show you some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, she wasn't invited so much as she was as she asked to do it, and they're like, "Yeah, of course." So, <laughs> well, yeah. but yeah, but still, yeah, but it's, it's really a good opportunity. Yeah. Well, it's not like they would go, oh, "Yeah, sure, Brian, come on down. We'll show you something." <laughs> yeah, they they wouldn't say yes to everyone. <laughs> no, no, it's it's awesome, and I mean, there's stuff that actually, you know, I get paid relatively well for that. If I ask, they go, "What are you kidding? Just stay over there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, she's she's uh, doing well with that, and uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah. And how about you? You you finding any more any more galaxies and stuff to to become famous for and and name a star <laughs> or something after yourself? Well, probably not. But <laughs> I, I have a news item later that uh, sort of relates to what I'm doing for my PhD. So awesome! I'm and I'm sure later. my niece will be really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It'll be interesting to, to talk about. Yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> cool. How have you been doing? Yeah, you know, I've been busy. I've had some some personal projects that um, have been occupying my time and um, been kind of going up and down with that a bit. Um, had had some some interesting bits come out of that lately, but um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's where they're going to go. I don't know. Yeah. I just this year's been a year of just trying new things and being open to possibilities. You know, one of those things was the podcast, which I know I'm really enjoying and, and, and you seem to be enjoying as well. And yeah, um, I'm just out to try different things and, and see what happens. Always a good policy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and you never know, you know, the, these opportunities could come up to something different and yeah. Yeah. You never um, know. Yeah. So, and if anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, which <laughs> they're never going to do, but if they did want to, <laughs> Well, never say never. No, that's true. That's <laughs> you never true. know. They, they could write to us. Yeah, yeah. And be more than happy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, doing well. Yeah, yeah doing cool. Well. well, shall we announce the topic of today's podcast? <laughs> yes, we should. And I think you should because it was really <laughs> your idea. Okay. And I think it was a good one. And I think I think we can probably cover off pretty much the whole time with this one topic because it's everybody's favorite topic in the world. <laughs> we'll see about that. But yeah, the, the topic is um, taxes. 
Yes. <laughs> the, uh, in Australia, at least, um, the end of the, of the financial year recently occurred. So um, yep. we thought we'd talk about taxes and talk about the differences and maybe some similarities between the two countries. So yeah, thought it'd be an interesting topic. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what the biggest similarity between both of them are. What would that be? That the individual works, makes money, and then gives a large portion of it to mm. someone else who didn't yeah. work for it and, in my opinion, doesn't deserve it. Yeah. That's, that's the government, point. by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, t I totally agree. Although, I mean, the amount of taxation is varies pretty wildly among the U.S. and some in some parts but uh yeah it's definitely the case that it's undeserved income to the government <laughs> yeah yeah i mean really come on i mean look i'm i'm all for helping people and i and i understand part of our taxes go to um to helping people you know without a job or you know you know get back on their feet and they pay the military which i am happy that we've got people that are willing to go and put their lives on the line and keep me safe and i'm, I'm all for that too uh, and, and other and other very important things like all, all of, I'm not I'm not opposed to paying taxes necessarily. Um, I just think that maybe it's a slight bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I yeah. It it does seem like taxes are just you know shoved down your throat, <laughs> which I guess they would have to be because otherwise people wouldn't pay them. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, Benjamin Franklin is the one I believe that said that there are two things that everyone does in life, death and taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I know I just butchered <laughs> the saying, everybody the, don't write in. Don't tell me I said it. I know I said it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think it said something like the, the two certainties in life or something like that. Yeah. I paraphrased because yeah. I can, he's dead. He's not going <laughs> to yeah. get mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. But the one, one thing that I noticed and, and you as a fellow citizen of the United States that I found, very interesting, uh, is that I still have to file my taxes, even though I don't live there, and I haven't lived there for over a decade. Yes. It's very annoying. <laughs> hmm. But do you know why you have to file your taxes? Because in theory, you owe money that you've earned overseas to the U.S. government. Yeah. In theory. <laughs> well, yeah, and how nuts is that? I don't live there. I didn't buy anything from there. The money wasn't from there. So you're trying to steal money that I have earned from another country. So you're trying to take money out of one country and take it for yourself. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. It's just yeah. another way of making even more money than what they're already making. Yeah. <laughs> to pay all that can't... debt. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's because they can't manage their own finances very well. Yeah, exactly. I hope they don't run their households that way. Well, they don't because they've got a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing something a few years ago about um, what the equivalent situation would be if a household ran their finances like the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> it was something ridiculous, but like they had like, you know, 10 times more debt than their income or something like that. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, something I wouldn't. It probably yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't, was even more ridiculous than that. I just don't remember what the numbers were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be it would be insane because it's crazy. I mean, at least the Australian government um, have have for the most part been a bit better judiciously with their money. 
Yeah. Um, or actually, I should say with our money that we give them under compulsion, yeah. um, which they don't ever talk about. In the U.S., you hear them say, or you will hear people say, that taxes are really your money that you give the government. You, you actually will hear somebody say that. Really? He, yeah, well, like, well, some some politicians will. They'll they'll talk about how the taxes are really, you know, the money that you've earned. And and in fact, um, there's a tax there's a tax calendar that shows um, people when they actually start earning their money uh, from after they've they've paid their taxes. They basically calculate the time it takes to pay your taxes if all your money went to paying taxes first. All right. And basically, I think you start earning money again in May, <laughs> something along those lines, right? Right. But but people will talk about it, right? I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it in the states where they're like, you know, it's actually it's not government's money; it's actually your money that the government takes. Uh, I don't, <laughs> yeah, and therefore you can't make use of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> but, and they, but you do you do benefit from, I suppose, in some ways. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. there but there is that conversation being had, right? I mean. Because, you know, it's usually the rhetoric, again, you know, the, the Democrats versus the Republicans, how the Republicans want you to be able to take your money and reinvest it instead of putting it into a Ponzi scheme. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Social Security system. Um, <laughs> but th there, there is that conversation that it does get had in, you know, even in the mainstream media. In mm. Australia, nobody says that. Nobody. Yeah. Government money is government money. It's just, it's magical. It just... It just happens to be there. Nobody <laughs> ever puts that that taxes are your hard-earned money that you've given the government at a compulsion. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not trying to put a moral judgment on it, but nobody oh, well. equates the fact – well, I would, but in this particular conversation, I'm not. Um, yeah. But nobody equates that taxes is your money that you've given the government out of compulsion. Nobody ever equates it. Yeah. Well, I mean it doesn't really matter what you label it, I guess. It's just <laughs> – it's just it goes to the government regardless. <laughs> so. Well, well, because to me, there's a mental shift there. Because if you think of taxes as money that you've given the government, you actually start thinking about, okay, well, that's money that I've earned that I've now basically spent. I didn't have a choice to spend it, but I've had to spend it. So what does that mean? And then there's a conversation that can be had. When you just give somebody money and it just disappears and you don't think about it anymore, then if they go, oh, you know, we need that extra $5. And it just, you know, it, it can just build up. And nobody thinks about it because they don't hmm. see they don't see taxes as being the money that they've that they've given away for good or bad. Right. I, yeah. Okay. You know, it's just the thought process there. If you don't think about it being yours to begin with, um, then it's easier for the government to come in and take stuff. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Huh. I hadn't thought of it that way before. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm cool. I'm a I am I am a cynic. <laughs> In real life, I am a cynic. Uh, I wouldn't say that. But. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm cynical of when people tell me stuff. <laughs> okay. So, like, I, I was I was talking to a uh, a coworker the other day, and we were talking about um, company training videos, right? And a lot of times they're you know they're the they're for kind of a pep rally. They're like, yeah, yay, the company is great. Do harder work. Let's go team, right? Mm -hmm. um, and usually they go, oh, if you do this and this and this, and the company's better off, and that, and if we're better off, that means we can do this and this and this for you. And um, I stopped buying into those videos a long time ago because they almost never pan out. Um, 
And so the the more I've watched those, the more I'm actually very cynical about whenever they say things like that. Um, I think the most cynical I ever got was when I was working at Six Flags many, many years ago when Warner Brothers owned them. Um, and they actually showed a video uh, of our coworkers, which were like Michael Keaton and, <laughs> and people like that. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. No. So... <laughs> I mean, that kind of was so, you know, when government says stuff, I'm like, okay, hang on. Is that really true? Do you really believe that? Are you, are you eating your own dog food here? Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily see that you're having to live the same lifestyle. I have to live to do what you've mandated that you don't seem to be doing yourself. Um, Yeah. It's a bit unfair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I start to go, "Eh, maybe not. Okay. I see. So that's what I mean by kind of yeah, things. yeah. Well, let's talk about the actual tax filing pr- uh, process. Oh yeah, let's do because that because there's a huge difference between the two countries in that regard. Um, I don't know about you, but I find filing taxes in Australia way easier <laughs> than filing taxes well, for the U.S. Uh, I think I think as far as the political, uh, if you're not talking about Centrelink. Right, which uh-huh. Centrelink is how they is how in Australia we we distribute like social services. So like if you're un, if you're unemployed, you would have to file with Centrelink to receive your unemployment benefits and those kind of things. Um, yeah. So if you take them out of the equation, I find a lot of the government stuff a lot easier of a process to follow. Immigration is a nice colored uh, booklet that has step by step instructions. Um, <laughs> Where in the U.S., if you I I don't understand I came I understand English and I I grew up there and I can't read this stupid document. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, the tax ta- filing tax. Like I get an accountant to to do my taxes, um, mostly because um, I earn enough money that you know I want to take advantage of whatever breaks I might be able to achieve or deductions I can do, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not very observant enough to know what those might be without somebody else telling me what they are right um but uh, yeah i would agree with you that, i mean because my the the tax thing that i get back from my accountant i mean i, I can look through it and read it and go, yep yep yeah, that makes sense yep that makes sense yep mm-hmm. um yeah i would agree with you 100 percent. but yeah yeah i i don't make use of an accountant so it's and i find it really simple and easy so um yeah it, if i have all the information i need like i've, I've got both of our incomes and you know, our deductions and stuff like that mm-hmm. already. It literally takes me no more than half an hour to enter in all the information online for both of us mm-hmm. and, 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 and submit. So it just takes almost no time at all to do it. And it's all online. And the, the text forms and I mean, yeah, the text forms in the U S are, there are, they are online, um, but I'm not sure how many people actually file online. Um, I've never done it before, so I, I don't know, but the, the forms that I have to fill out for the U S there are three different forms, one for federal state and city. Mm-hmm. So U S Michigan, Grand Rapids. And ironically, the Grand Rapids one is the longest form. <laughs> um, and I, I've, I've done it so many times I've, I can do it fairly quickly, like fill out all, everything I need to fill out within, say, an hour or something. But that's only <laughs> if I have if I have all the information there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can basically just copy the information I had from previous years. But when I was first starting to do it, it just took me ages to figure out 
what I need to do, how I need to fill this out, um, and then you know do it three times. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know I've got to do it. I've got to fill out these pieces of paper every year, and it's just really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I, I am very fortunate because I am from Texas, so I don't pay any state tax, and I don't have to file really? a state tax. Yep. Yeah, Texas. Texas doesn't have state tax. Can You're I suggest joking. you move? No, I, I never <laughs> kid about things like that, dude. <laughs> How is that possible? Because Texas, <laughs> I, I am telling you, Texas is the greatest place on earth. <laughs> Pay attention when I talk. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Texas is awesome. Texas is, when you're talking about, of all the 50 states, Texas is the best place to be. That's just what, there, well, now no, I agree with you. <laughs> no, there's no state taxes. And, and before a state tax can be levied, it has to it has to go before the entire population of the state of Texas. Really? Yep. It basically would take a constitutional amendment. <laughs> so do you think that's, that's going to happen? Heck no. <laughs> Jeez. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Is is Texas the only one without a state tax? No, but it's only one of like a really small handful. Yeah. I think it's like four or okay. less. Not yeah. very many. Okay. But yeah, that's that's the thing about the US. It's just there are just so many variations in in taxes depending on where you live. Um, but in Australia, as far as I know, the, the tax structure is basically the same everywhere. Did do you know anything about that? Um not a whole lot, but then I don't I don't see any well, I I do know a little bit because I know that there's not a state tax as far as I'm aware in any state. Um in states, Australia. In Australia. Most yeah, yeah. I mean there's only one set of taxes you need to worry about and that's federal taxes right well when you start talking income states states will still do um stamp duty which is uh, a fancy way of of saying we take money out of, we take money away from you every time you sell your property uh, okay or is it when you buy your property i think it's when you buy you have to pay stamp duty um, yeah yeah which okay. is a phenomenal sum but uh, we're just talking you know um income you know, income from employment it's just mm -hmm. one <laughs> yep correct correct yep it's just it's just state i mean I, it's, it's, federal. it's just federal sorry yeah sorry, sorry. yeah no <laughs> um yeah and, and you're right the form the form is really a lot easier yeah it's just so simple and straightforward um but if you're just doing if you're doing it for the first time it doesn't take long to do it and but if you're doing it for the first time in the U.S., good luck. <laughs> well, the 1040 EZ, the 1040 EZ form is actually pretty easy. It's how much money did you earn? Send it in. Now, um, it um, okay. If you're not making, if you're not, if you're making like below like the threshold, it's mostly for. I don't know. Did you fill out a 1040 EZ when you were younger and working? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I fill a 1040, but not uh, 1040 EZ. Yeah. So like when I was when I was much younger and and um and probably less wise um <laughs> we um you know it's like when you're only making the minimum wage or just a bit over it you didn't and and you're working like seasonal jobs or or um really part-time jobs those kind of things mm -hmm. um you um you don't make a whole lot of money and there's no way you're really going to be over the threshold yeah so the 1040 easy form was basically how much money did you earn how much money did you pay in taxes um, confirm you didn't make enough to actually um, pay taxes. 
and then you just basically okay. got all that back. So it's basically a paper way of saying you get all your tax money back. Yeah. Because you never reached the threshold. Um, and it's really just for, you know, young, young people, you know, that are just starting out and really not making a whole lot, you know, like yeah. when I worked at Six Flags and I was only working seasonal, um, I would fill out the 1040 EZ form. Okay. Yeah. I, so. I never used it. <laughs> well, I guess it was a lot easier and it was pretty simple. It was one page. Uh, okay. The, um, the 1040, the, the interesting thing about the 1040 and I was, I was actually trying to find, um, where actually I found it, but I actually read somewhere when I was doing some research on this, because yes, actually I did do some research on this. Um, the 1040 easy form came out was it was first published in like the early 1900s. Oh, really? Yep. It was the first time the form actually got used and now I can't find where I found it, but um, <laughs> it's actually been around since taxes. Okay. Um, because the U.S. is taxed effectively, uh, or you know, done an income type tax, um, off and on since 1913. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you were talking about how complicated it was, and and um, that's really cool because I think I think I should read I think I should read this because I think this this would be perfect. And this <laughs> is what I had warned you. I found that's really awesome, and I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you what it was. I'll, I'm going to read the letter and then I'm going to read who wrote the letter. <laughs> okay. Should be interesting. So the letter was dated April 15, 2014. Okay. <laughs> right. So very recently. And, yep. And it's addressed to the internal revenue service, 10th street and Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, Northwest Washington, DC two zero 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 four. And it reads dear sir or madam, I have sent in our federal income tax and our gift tax returns for 2013. As in prior years, it is important for you to know that I have absolutely no idea whether our tax returns and our tax payments are accurate. I say that despite the fact that I am a college graduate and I try hard to make sure our tax returns are accurate. The tax code is so complex and the forms are so complicated that I know that I cannot have any confidence that I know what is being requested and therefore I cannot and do not know. And I suspect a great many Americans cannot know whether or not their tax returns are accurate. As in past years, I have spent more money than I wanted to spend to hire an accountant firm to prepare our tax returns. And I believe they were well qualified. This note is to alert you folks that I know that I don't know whether or not my tax returns are accurate, which is a sad commentary on, governance in our nation's capital. If you have any questions, let me know and I will ask our accountants to be in touch with you and try to provide any additional information you may think you need. I do hope, I do hope that at some point in my lifetime, I am now in my eighties. So there are not many years left. The U S government will simply will simplify the U S tax code so that those citizens who sincerely want to pay what they should, or able to do it right and know that they have done it right. I should also add that my wife of 59 years, also a college graduate, has signed her joint return, but she also knows that she does not have any idea whether or not our tax payments are accurate. <laughs> Want to take a wild stab at who wrote that letter? Um, there were some clues in there. Uh, I've got no idea. 
Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, <laughs> really? Yep. Oh my gosh. So our former Secretary of Defense <laughs> <laughs> wrote to the White House. <laughs> well, yeah, well, wrote to the IRS saying that he had to Oh, oh sorry, I missed that. Okay, I thought it was, I thought it was, because the White House is on Pennsylvania Avenue, right? Yeah, well, I assume yeah, the okay. IRS office is too, according to yeah. that. <laughs> okay. So our former Department of Defense Secretary had basically wrote a letter saying he had no clue how to do his taxes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's how complicated that is, it is. That is ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, complication is always a way to, you know, hide things. So yeah. I'm pretty sure it's deliberate. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because, well, because it, it is. But you know it's sad though, because I think I think people have done studies and and done some math to suggest that if we had a much more simplified tax scheme, say where everybody paid, you know, fifteen percent, and that's it, everybody, regardless of how much money you made. But on the flip side of that, there are no deductions; just everybody mm. pays a straight fifteen percent, you know, at a certain level. And it's actually what Richard Nixon was proposing when he was in office. All right. Um, was a much more simplified straight tax plan where if you made above a certain amount, you pay taxes and everybody paid the same amount. And if you, if you paid below or if you made below that threshold, then you just received that financial benefit up to the threshold. Yeah. And there was, there is some evidence to support the fact um, that there's, there actually would be a tax increase. Or that oh, there right. would be an increase in funds. And yes, I understand that people don't like Reaganomics, and I can understand why they think that that's bad. But basically, Reagan's premise was that if taxes were lower, you know, not not low that they were gone, or he wasn't talking about abolishing taxes, but that there was a threshold at which you could pay, you could require more taxes than what you would get back in hard cash. Yeah. In other words, saying if you lower taxes to a certain level, you would you would basically gain more taxpayers mm -hmm. and actually have more money in the coffers because with more people paying even the lower percentage, you still came out with more money. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, it's not always about the quote being fair, unquote. It's just yeah. about it's just about making more money. Of course, Reagan, yeah. the reason he became physically he became a physical conservative is because when he was acting, he got to a point in the year where if he took one more job, he basically was going to earn one penny on the dollar. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, nobody should have the right to be able to do that. Nobody should mm -hmm. have that kind, that kind of, that kind of power. Yeah, that that's just wrong at every level. There, there's no reason why anybody should do that. And if you think about that, where do you draw that line? Is it okay for the government to take 75% of something that's yours? Mm -hmm. That's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And then there are places where the tax, the, the, um, the tax percentage is that particularly when you start talking about estate taxes and things, mm -hmm. um, the government can claim 75%. Is that, I mean, on stuff that has already had taxes paid on it and you have to, so you start asking yourself, is that really, but uh, back to your point, yes, I think part of the reason they make it complicated is because they can charge you more. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, an easy way to to extract more money out of people. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, in fact, here's um, here's here's a story because I I found, and if anybody's interested, I could always put this link up. It's um, it's from efile.com. In the 1980s, one teenager was preparing his taxes. He came across a negative number that he had to put in, and there was nothing in the instructions about dealing with negative numbers, <laughs> so he just left it in the way it was. His tax return amounted to roughly thirty dollars. The IRS did not accept his return because, according to them, he was supposed to put zero anywhere there was a negative number, even though the instructions did not include information about it. The IRS showed the instructions for the next year's tax return, which did specify that rule. After many years of writing back and forth, the taxpayer finally went to the local IRS and proved to the IRS agent that he was right. And he finally got his refund years later after many hours wasted on explaining his situation to the IRS. Um, couldn't he have just changed all the negative numbers to zero and <laughs> got it done with? <laughs> I mean, that would have been a lot, a lot easier if you ask me. Yeah, probably. Well, unless they go, ah, oh, but now you've turned it in late. And so now we're going now we're going to fine you for turning in your return light. And you know right, they would. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted his thirty dollars and he earned it. But uh, but the the main the main thing I think there is that if they make it complicated, they get to keep your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They can do whatever they want <laughs> if, they, if they've got enough complexity to, to convince you is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I've got some interesting little tidbits about State taxes. <laughs> oh, knock yourself. Yeah, and I don't have any because I don't, I don't, I don't pay state taxes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. They, these must be recent because there's no date attached to them. But um, well, some of these are cities. But this one says, um, and this is this is from eFile as well. This says Pittsburgh has a five percent amusement tax on anything that offers entertainment or allows people to engage in entertainment. So if you're going to be amused in Pittsburgh, <laughs> you got to pay five percent extra. <laughs> Why am I Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, well, and, that could uh, be interesting in Melbourne with some of the places we have here for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's another one. States like Iowa, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey exempt pumpkins from a sales tax, but only if they will be eaten and not carved. <laughs> because, again, that's like, entertainment. How, how do you enforce that? <laughs> like, you know, are you going to dodge in? Your neighbor dobs you in. <laughs> oh, he's carving his pumpkins. Got to tax him more. <laughs> yeah, did you, did you, did you, have you got the receipt for that? I want to see you pay taxes on that. Hey, what do you do yeah. when you get up? What do you do when you get to the grocery store? Do you go to Whole Foods? Because, of course, you know, you would. And, and um, you go, yeah, I want to buy this, this pumpkin. And they ask, are you going to carve it or are you going to eat it? Yeah. And what do you mean by that? Well, we have to charge you tax if you're going to carve it, you know, and make a, a jack-o'-lantern. Right, so unless you're going to eat it, we have to charge you tax. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do so, that in line? So ridiculous. Uh, there are so many ridiculous laws in the U.S. That, um, I'm pretty sure there's a whole website dedicated to it. But That should be um, our next podcast, Stupid yeah. Laws. <laughs> yes, we could laugh for hours about it, <laughs> seriously. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, like there, there's a – I think I've mentioned it before, but there's a pretty interesting clause in the Louisiana State Constitution, according to my professor in university for political science. But yeah. that's another, that's something I'll keep on the back pocket for later for a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, well, and, um, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, just on that, you know, you're talking about how would they find out? Well, maybe it could be like this. A man and his um, his business partners like the vacation in the Cayman Islands, as well as use banks of the Caribbean nation. However, besides being a pleasant vacation destination, the Cayman Islands are also notorious for being a tax haven. The man's ex-wife reported him to the IRS, and he and he had all of his financial information seized for investigation. The man was arrested and placed under $5 million bail. He had to spend millions of dollars in legal fees to prove that he was innocent and did not evade taxes. So if you want to know how they would find out, that's how they'd find out. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's ex-wife or ex-husband would come in, all ticked off and say, that that person is buying pumpkins and they're not eating it. It may not even be true. <laughs> they're buying pumpkins. They're not eating it. <laughs> they're not paying the sales tax yeah you so, know you know especially in some of those like new jersey i mean yeah. they're notorious for you know they'll dob in their mother if they think it's going to get them somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so crazy like <laughs> what do they think to what do they hope to accomplish with these all these laws i mean <laughs> yeah that gets back into my 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 thoughts around just laws in general, how mm-hmm. um, we, we tend to try to, we try to make laws that get down into the individual and you can't really do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just, you, you really, it's really, it really can only set a framework that, yeah. you know, kind of sets a, an even or level playing field for everybody. When you start, when you try to start manipulating things like that, there's always going to be people who can find a way out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, when it becomes, when it becomes cheaper to buy, to buy or hire an accountant um, to find ways to get through the loopholes than it is to just pay the stupid tax. Yeah. You know, that that's when you start going, okay, then what was the point of that? Who yeah, suffers exactly. from that? I do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's one from Texas. Oh yes. Brilliant. Bring it on. <laughs> it says in Texas, Christmas tree decoration services are subject to a tax only if the decorator provides the decorations and ornaments. So if you provide your own, it's tax exempt. <laughs> <laughs> you just have someone come in and decorate the tree for you. You've got all the ornaments all there. Well, you know how they're going to get around that, don't you? The, so the decorator goes in to um, Home Depot or Lowe's, which is the equivalent of Bunnings or um, Masters here, um, literally, by the way. And um, and they go in and they buy all the Christmas decorations. They keep the receipt. They they give the receipt to the person. The person pays that receipt. And then technically that person has provided the ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. But Christmas tree decoration services. Is, is this like commercial tree decoration services or? I have no idea because like, I didn't even know. Who, who, would, who, would, who wouldn't decorate their own Christmas tree? <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it. I didn't know you could. I didn't. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, I mean, either until now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I guess I'm not completely surprised because any any way somebody can make a buck, I, I imagine they would. I mean, look at the uh, the whole um, Jim's franchise here. You know, Jim's antennas, Jim's cleaning, Jim's dog walking service, whatever he can franchise, he does. Yeah. Um, but um, I did not know that that was an option. <laughs> it also says, uh, in addition, there is a tax on holiday themed pictures that are meant to be placed on windows. What? I have no idea what that means, but it says it. <laughs> Lucky you got me on that one too. Not a clue. <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on there. That I, 
never ever heard. I'm not surprised <laughs> that I, you know that it's there. Um, from 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 a state where if you steal ground beef, you could still technically legally be hung for cattle rustling. <laughs> yeah. Um, not surprised, but um, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah. I mean, who 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 upset somebody so bad that they had to make that into the tax law? I don't know. Oh, I can see a holiday themed picture on a window. Tax it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so weird. Oh, gov government officials. They're just. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got one more. And then, oh, yeah, shoot. Uh, we can move on. <laughs> um, in the state of Kansas, untethered hot balloon air. Uh, sorry. Untethered hot air balloon rides are exempt from sales tax because they are considered a legitimate form of air transportation. <laughs> <laughs> Tethered hot air balloon rides, on the other hand, are considered to be an amusement ride and therefore are subject to sales tax. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to be free-floating in the atmosphere, you can be tax-free. <laughs> so what happens if, you, if you're tethered and then you let it go for 30 seconds and put it back down? Does yeah. that count? I don't know. It's just see that's that's the thing with all these things. There's always these little nuances that you've got to work out before you figure out whether it's valid or not. <laughs> oh, it's just so bizarre. Dad. But it's considered a legitimate form of air transportation. <laughs> like how many people actually use it to get somewhere? <laughs> Well, you wouldn't either because you can't steer the stupid things. Yeah. Yes, I know. I've had conversations where you can make adjustments or whatever, but it's not its not like you can go, oh, I want to go right now and actually go exactly where you want. And yeah. you can land within a general area, but it's not like you can go, okay, I'm landing on this here. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me land on top of this building. Nobody's going to do that. That's daft. <laughs> it's not like a helicopter huh. ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh. crazy. I couldn't even do a balloon. Oh, that would give me that would give me vertigo for sure. <laughs> I think that, but then is that is that is that is okay. That is crazy. Yeah, so, so those are my favorites. <laughs> I can see why because they're really good. <laughs> um, one other thing I thought I'd bring up on on the Texas thing, um, and uh, this is actually something that that Tiff and I were talking about even even before you brought up the idea of doing a tax discussion. Um, was the idea about filing as a married couple or mm. not in, in Australia? You don't, there's no option to fail, to fail. We all fail, don't we? Um, there, there, <laughs> there's no option to file jointly. Um, you file as an individual period in a conversation. There's no, there's nothing. There's no option. There's nothing. Yeah. Um, so have me think, why, why is it in the U S that, that you can do that? And it actually turns out that it goes back all the way to the beginning of the taxes back into the early 1900s again. Right. Um, and it was mostly as a way uh, or of a way to simplify um, the, the paperwork. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, who would have guessed that? Um, it was like, because originally um, there was no, uh, there was no benefit in, in filing jointly at all. There was none. It was just two individuals, but it, all you did was you added your two things together. Um, you figured out your two or four percent taxes. Yes, that is what they were originally, um, and you paid it. That was it. 
And it was just right. easier to do it together than it was to do it as individuals because it was yeah. one piece of paper instead of two. And it was, and by, by the way, the e, the 1040 was actually one page when it first started. Um, right. Yeah, amazingly enough. Huh? Um, uh -huh. Yeah, now what is it, like 15 pages or something like that? Um, the full form, probably, but yeah. the one that most people feel it's probably two or three. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that's that's basically where that came from. Um, and then as, as the tax code became slightly more complicated, it just became a way and because you you still have the option to either do it, um, jointly or individually. And so people would just work out, well, what's the best benefit for me? You know, if we combine our incomes and we take all the standard deductions, um, do we pay less, um, than we, if we filed individually? Yeah. And, and that really is where it comes from. There's been arguments over, you know, over more recent years as to, you know, what those benefits should be and <clears throat> what those deductions should be. And, and uh, back in the 90s, I think there was a lot of conversations around uh, the marriage penalty, that if you were married, you actually uh, got fewer deductions than if you were a single person. All right. Um, <clears throat> but um, some of that stuff got sorted out, I think. Um, between Bush and Clinton, I think. Okay. Because um, Clinton did do some good for the, the tax code. Uh, well, not necessarily for the tax code. I think he did for like some of the tax uh, deductions and stuff. Um, but that that's really all it, all it was. It really wasn't a statement about marriage or anything else. It was just, you know, is it easier to do it on one, on one page or two? Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought something like that? I mean, who would have thought? Well, because back then, actually, they were still a bit more conscious about not making things complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, doesn't seem to be the case anymore. But well, I think I think my dad nailed it. I think I think the reason um, the tax code is as complicated as it is in the U.S. is because um, the IRS likes it complicated, and they scare people. Well, yeah. If they if they scare the right people, um, then they keep their jobs. Yeah. You know, the, exactly. the IRS, yeah, the IRS gets a lot of power. Um, in fact, my dad told me a joke from a movie um, that general was arguing, uh, an, you know, a military general was arguing with an IRS agent. And the general goes, how would you like to be drafted? And the agent said, how would you like to be audited for the last 20 years? <laughs> yeah. And the general's like, you win. I mean, that, and that's, that's the level of, of power these people have. Yeah. Um, and when people here in Australia talk about the IRS, I'm like you don't understand, they really are that bad. Whatever bad thing you've heard, they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are really that scary. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I never had a, well, I've never really experienced the IRS, let alone have a bad experience. <laughs> well, Jerry, Jerry um, Doyle, um, who recently passed away, and he was on mm -hmm. Babylon 5, I used to listen to his radio show. And he said he, he, he reckoned an IRS audit was the Super Bowl. <laughs> right he 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 lived for them he purposely <laughs> he purposely would try to get audited because he kept every receipt and he took every deduction he possibly could and he he went to the nth degree of the law and he said every time he got audited and it was more than half a dozen times <laughs> jeez right i mean some people go their entire lives without ever being audited he got it, I think he said seven times. Oh my gosh. And he, he passed the audit seven times. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that is a guy that's not only OCD, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely OCD if he invites that kind of crap. <laughs> yeah, but probably a little, might be slightly narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds like it. So, I mean, you can, you can take on the IRS, right? And you can, I mean, you can win, but it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. And that, again, back to complicated, when it's that complicated, you don't want to put that much effort into it. Yeah, that's right. Just like, oh, just do it. Just get it done with. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the $7. I don't have the time or the energy. Yeah, level. yeah, that's right. It's not worth the time. But $7 from a million people is $7 million. And you're starting to talk about real money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that's that's kind of how they how they do that. Um, but comparing that to the ATO, and and I don't have a lot to say with it. I mean, they're they're kind of teddy bears comparatively speaking. <laughs> teddy bears, okay. Well, I mean, look, I, I know I know from the stories that I've I've heard and and the news and stuff. Um, look, if the ATO wants you and you've done something bad, they'll come after you. Yeah. Right, but you gotta be pretty bad. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so like Paul Hogan was in the news at one point. Because, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because he didn't, he didn't. Well, the ATO reckoned he didn't pay some, a certain amount of taxes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he was in the U.S. and he was kind of laughing, going, "No, oh, come and get me." Yeah. Um, now, I've heard subsequently, I believe he's actually sorted out all of his issues with the ATO. Um, but they were they were pretty serious about it, and and they yeah. went after him. <laughs> um, How much did he owe? Did they it was a lot. Disclose that. Okay. I if they did. I don't remember what it was, okay. but it was a lot. It was enough that they said that if he came back to Australia, they were going to have him arrested. Oh wow! Yeah, it was it was pretty serious. <laughs> but Jeez. I mean, it's that kind of thing that that really gets them up. And and I hear like I hear the commercials on the radio about. You know, like, look, if you owe the ATO back taxes, call your business angels, you know, and they'll come and help your business out because you don't want the ATO coming after and garnishing wages and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, they will do it. I'm sure they will. But you've got to be pretty bad off. I mean, yeah. so like I, I know I was telling you about this earlier, but I've got a friend uh, who, I, who I love a lot. He's an awesome guy. Um, but he's, you know, these business type things is not really it's not really where he wants to spend his detailed mind. <laughs> right. Um, he's not really that big into politics and, and he just really, you know, these, these kind of things, he's like, meh. Um, so, but he decides, you know what, I need, I need to be responsible. I'm going to go in, I'm going to get my tech stuff sorted. So he goes into an ATO office. He talks to a, to a guy and he says, look, I haven't, I haven't filed my taxes for, for some years and I'd like to, I'd like to straighten this out. Right. I'd like to get this all cleaned up. And the ATO guy's like, Okay, that's no problem. So have you got any of your group certificates, which is what we would call our, our payment summaries or W-2s yeah, from the W-2s. U.S.? Um, he's like, no, I, I, I don't have any of those. He's like, oh, that's no worries. Have you got a text file number, which is would be the equivalent of a Social Security number? Yeah. Um, and he goes, yep. So he gives them the, the text file number. He goes, yep, no, I can pull up all your group certificates here. Um, here they are, and he gives them a copy of all those. He basically helps him fill out his tax returns. <laughs> and then, crazy. It is. And my friend is like, um, so I just want to get all you know all that sorted out. So if I owe you any money, I want to get the I want to I want to clean slate. He's like, I actually know. Um, looking at this, we'll probably owe you money at the end of it. <laughs> he will do his taxes tax returns from now on. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I mean, the <laughs> ATL guy was like, hey, let's just go into it now if you fill out this form. And, and my friend was like, uh, well, actually, I think I've got some um, some receipts that I could claim against and, you know, for deductions. He's like, oh, that's okay. We'll just take this form, you know, go home, fill it out, bring it back, go into that queue, and we'll sort it all out for you. <laughs> Man, that's pretty helpful. <laughs> I'm like, where is that? If you did the same thing with the IRS, right, <laughs> yeah. unless you're unless you're Bernanke, <laughs> they would be like, you're going to jail, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally um, didn't file taxes because I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> and um, and Obama had Obama helped um, do one of these um, these basically amnesty periods where if you hadn't filed, you can come in, do you know, do your filings or whatever, and um, and they won't come after you. I'm like, okay, well that's probably a good time to sort myself out. <laughs> yeah. So I did it, and I ended up not owing anything because um, you actually get a um you actually get a tax deduction based on foreign income and then you get further tax credits based on the amount of tax you're paying in your local country so i end up not having to owe anything oh uh, really yes yeah. well i'm saying oh really to the the extra um deduction or, or extra exemption you get based on your what did you say was, was the income you're earning or what the the Sorry. amount the amount of tax that you're paying in your oh, local right, right. country yeah. Okay. I haven't come across that in any of the U.S. tax forms I've filled out. I've only just seen the one-off exemption for foreign income. You've got to make I, a lot of money though before you get to that point. Yeah, yeah. But I've never seen anything where you get extra exemption based on the taxes you're paying in your local country. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Apparently, I don't know. I'm trusting yeah. my accountant. I hope she knows what she's doing. <laughs> okay. I assume she does. She's my. She's an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, who can understand the stupid form? If Donald Rumsfeld can't understand it, what am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if someone in the government can't understand it, yeah, why would they expect anyone else to understand it? Now, most people on this of my friends that are on that on that liberal Democrat leaning side would say, "Well, because that's Donald Rumsfeld, he was never very, <laughs> you know, not that intelligent anyway." <laughs> Maybe that's the case, well, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not any better then because I don't understand the tax code. And if you do, then maybe you can call me and help me understand it because yeah, that's right. Why aren't you helping other people out? <laughs> yeah. Cause I sure don't know. <laughs> um, so um, yeah. So he got it sorted and in fact um, got a decent size of money that he, he put to his, um to his wedding. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I was awesome. And I, I was like, good on you for doing it. I was, yeah. But um, that, I mean, I say that, I say that because that's that's how helpful the ATO is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, <laughs> I really enjoy this time of year because we always get you know quite a bit back in our tax return. So it's like mm. Christmas in July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> I need I need to do this it. This is us, though. <laughs> I don't know about anyone else. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I usually get I usually get a little bit back. I usually get a little bit back. And then Tiff will get some back, and then sometimes we use that for um, for different things. Um, sometimes we've used it for trips back to the states. Or... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's enough for that sort of thing. Yeah, or you know, putting money on the credit card that we <laughs> because we had a cat that decided he wanted to you know scratch himself and make a big <laughs> hole that we had to go pay seven hundred dollars per time to go restitch him. Those kind of things. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I won't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dumb cat. 
yeah. I, I love him. He's but he's dumb. He's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just right. outside. So I'm not going to talk about the surgery bit because he had cancer. So I mean, we, oh, we knew right. how much we were going to pay for that, and we were like, okay, fine. It was a lot of money. <laughs> we're like, okay, that's fine. That's cool, right? Then we're just like, just do it. But yeah. then. Then uh, Dingleberry decides to to <laughs> scratch open his stitches and open his wound again. So that was oh, that was basically seven hundred and fifty dollars to go and restitch. Ouch. Um, and then a few weeks later, Dingleberry decides to do it again. <laughs> Another seven hundred fifty. Fifteen hundred dollars on restitching. Um, yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> no. So that's partly where some of that money went. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. Uh, that's too bad. <laughs> but I mean that but that's that's the ATO and that's been my experience with the ATO. They're they're actually quite helpful and yeah. Yeah. Um and not very scary. Yeah. 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 I've never had any any problems with them or anything. I well yeah. I, I do have one friend who's got some issues with the ATO at the minute and, and that's mostly a disagreement on on certain things that maybe they should or shouldn't do or shouldn't shouldn't pay. Um Okay. So, but so again, the ATO can actually, they do have some teeth to them, but they tend not to show them unless, um, unless they really think, I, I think it's true with most Australians that as long they believe in a fair go, right. And that, that seems to be a very common, that, that, that is a saying right across the country, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you know, and, and I think the ATO does live that. They, they believe in giving people a fair go. But if they think they're being taken advantage of or you're trying to take advantage of a system, um, they will come after you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, I guess back to that, that tall poppy thing again. If you're doing something, mm. cut you off the knees. Not really tall poppy. I don't know why I said that. But <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But they but they will come after you if you if they start mm. to see that you're, you're, you're not you're you're not being fair. They'll come after yeah. you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully, don't come after us anytime soon. <laughs> no, look, I got to say, you know, out of either system, I, I, again, I say ATO is is far, far better. Oh yeah, I would, I would totally agree with that. In, in fact, they really should replace themselves. So the ATO <laughs> really should be called the IRS because um, service is at the end of that, and the ATO yeah. does give you service. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where I don't, the U.S. they don't they don't give you service. They give you stress. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. The stress. internal revenue stress. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so for everybody listening on Twitter. That's hashtag internal revenue stress. <laughs> yes, it's new name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that trending on Twitter. Or wherever else, I guess. <laughs> I guess Facebook does. Um, hey, we could start that on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Be my guest. They might come after you, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about going back in Thanksgiving, so. Oh uh, yeah, maybe not yet, but after that. <laughs> uh, yeah. They can come to you if they want. <laughs> come and get me, sucker. Yeah, that's right. They probably would too, actually. Send the CIA after me. <laughs> well, the FBI Not doesn't have jurisdiction here, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then neither does the IRS, but anyway. Yeah. Covertly, 
we need this. We need to quiet this guy. He's running for president in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <there> we go. <laughs> yeah. Take down all, all, uh, everything on the net that uh, you got in regards to your campaign. You don't want them knowing about that. <laughs> yeah, all, all these uh, subvergents. Yeah. You know, we need to we need to squash them, <laughs> make them disappear. Yeah. Oh mm. man. Right. Well, it's almost an hour since we started, so maybe we should yeah. wrap this up. Yeah, we should. We should do our news. So you've got news. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So my news item for the week, or the episode, is yep. um, recently astronomers have spotted a pair of supermassive black holes orbiting each other. Wow. Now, normally these these kinds of black holes only exist on their own, you know, just single objects. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're anywhere from, you know, one million to a billion times the mass of the sun. So they're just absolute monsters. Mm. Um, but uh, recently people have discovered that there are actually two of these black holes um, in the same galaxy just orbiting each other. And um, that's because this, this, this galaxy is a result of two galaxies merging together and just coming together as one. And um, each of the individual galaxies had a black hole in them before they merged together. So now finally the the two black holes are starting to come together, but they're, this is like the first time this has been seen. Mm. Um, So it says that there are, 24 light years apart, which is, you know, on a human scale is a huge distance, but Mm. on an astronomical scale is very, very, very short. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, this particular galaxy is, uh, let's see, where is it? I think it's 750 million light years away. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it takes light 750 million years to get to us from this galaxy. Right. So it's not going to hurt us anytime like next week. No, no. These these black holes are not going to come and get us. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, wow. yeah, this is pretty cool because I I study black holes for my PhD thesis, so I thought this was pretty cool. That is really cool. And um, yeah, I don't. There's unless we get more data like the the data that these people have taken um for the galaxies I'm studying um there's really no way to tell whether there's two black holes in inside of a, the galaxies I'm studying, but um, it'd be pretty cool if that were, <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is like a first. So I thought that'd be pretty cool to share. That is really cool. I like black yeah. holes. Yeah. They're pretty cool. <laughs> like the movie black hole. I actually haven't seen that. Oh, you gotta go back and watch the original. They're remaking it, but you go back and watch the original. It's kind of, it's kind of mind bending. Okay. But in it, they basically proposed that a black hole um, was a gateway in through a white hole to send you either into another dimension or um, basically into another part of space. Right. Okay. That was that was the theory that they that they proposed. Yeah. That instead of going into a singularity and becoming infinitely stretched out, which is one theory, I guess, um, they proposed yeah. that it was actually a gateway into someplace else. Right. Hmm. Well, I mean, no one's ever gone into a black hole before, so we don't actually know what happens. <laughs> well, and to be honest, we've never actually seen one up close. I mean, we, you get the you get the telescope stuff that that you're you're doing, and those are awesome. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, all the the models of what's going on around a black hole are just you know you can only represent it with a cartoon. You can't actually take a, an image of it at, mm. at this stage. We can't do that yet. Or send a probe to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're just too sticking far away. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 750 million years. Let's see. At yeah. light speed, it's going to take it 750 million years. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not going to be there anytime soon. No. <laughs> it's not like you can send the Voyager probe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they've been going for decades, and they they just reached the stage where it can, it can be said that they're at the edge of the solar system. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool when you think about it. Oh, it's awesome. But it's really, you know, but in yeah, distance wise. Yeah. <laughs> Very slow. <laughs> yeah. And unless it comes, back, you know, with a, with an artificial um, extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial intelligence, like V'ger in Star Trek yeah. one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not really well. going to help us much. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's right, so cool. yeah, that, that's just my new news item for the the episode. Um, yeah, cool. I thought that was pretty cool because it was kind of related to my research. So, yeah, that is totally awesome. Um, yeah. Did you have any news items? Yeah. Well, I kind of do and I kind of don't. I, I I do because I I I looked up as I have been, you know, the the top um, the top Australian artist on the Billboard US charts. And the top U.S. artists on the area aria charts. Um, I'd like to say they changed, and and I know we've taken you know an extra break and we're a bit longer, but it actually hasn't changed from the last time. <laughs> so, um, so the number one on the on the aria charts is uh, Despacito with Louis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber, um, right. and I think that's probably still going to be there for a little while longer. Because um, apparently on the ARIA charts it's showing that it's platinum t- times two, which means it's massive hit. Yeah. Um, and much, much, much to my brother's dismay, I'm s- well. I am happy, but sorry for him to say that Keith Urban is still <laughs> the highest ranking Australian uh, at 47. He's actually gone up in the charts at 47 oh, yeah. with the fighter. Uh, Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood. All right. Uh, I was thinking that Lord, with her new album, might be able to get up. But I can't even find Lord in the Billboard Top 100 chart yet. <laughs> so I don't know what's okay. going on. Uh, I would have thought strange. Lord. Yeah, I would have thought she would have made it, but. Huh. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Inexplicable. Yeah. So I know my brother thinks that this is the Keith Urban news, but. Um, <laughs> I look, I, you know, I can't help it that Keith Urban's doing that well, and good on him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, he's 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 taking the U.S. and he's he's putting quality stuff out there, and he's getting he's getting recognized, and he's he's gained in the charts every every time I've looked so far. So, you know, right. good on him. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody wants to change that, well, you're gonna have to put the effort into it. Yeah, that's right. And based on some of the people I've seen on the charts, really, that shouldn't be too hard. But for some reason, it is. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Mm. So with okay, that, cool. um, I think we've I think we've got an episode. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I think we do. So, um, hopefully, we can do this again in a couple of weeks. Yep. And um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about what we're going to do. Maybe maybe we'll do those odd and strange laws 
Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a riot. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know there's quite a few in the states. I haven't looked here though. I'll have to look and see what yeah. laws Australia has. That's a bit off. I'm sure there are some. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some. I'll do some investigating and find out. Yeah, I'm sure my father-in-law will know. I'll have to ask. Him. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good topic. So the things to remember are um, our web address, if you want to know what's going on with us, is www.thedisplaytriots.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thedisplaytriots. And the theme music is by my friend Chris White. Thank you very much. Awesome song. Um, and with that, I guess it's time to say adieu. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Yep, absolutely. Bye, everybody.